this is this is daniel oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) and this This is is... a panai podcast (laughs) magically disappoint everyone everyone everywhere all at once (laughs) um boy it's friday y'all but you're probably listening to this on sunday um That's the magic behind the production here. Sure is. Sure is. We're two days ahead of schedule all the time. We're coming from the past. Yes. We're coming from the past. We're using an old vehicle called Zoom to yes. uh, have special guests today. One time guest. travelers. Sorry. Yeah. Time traveling back to a uh, throwback to the Zoom day. Um, but I'm excited. Me too. Mm-hmm. So um, I also, I so I want to do a quick like welcome to perhaps new listeners yeah <gasps> new uh, listeners because i've <laughs> sort of outed us yeah in class as having a podcast look at you do the marketing for us Ugh. and um and to um a couple of professors y'all know you're gonna <laughs> love the show can this be extra credit right um uh, is this a thesis project Just i would love extra credit a bitch is going through it. Uh, this this is my resume. Hey. <laughs> oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, um. Anywho's a yeah. Welcome uh to all new listeners from UNLV's clinical mental health yeah. and counseling and school counseling program. Thanks and welcome to our lives. Yeah. Hello. Um. And don't forget we have a Patreon. <laughs> On top of your debt for uh for school, please Listen, our- some of y'all got the grad plus loan. So you can come on the lowest tier. Yeah. <laughs> I no mean pressure. basically go to school with celebrities. So stop it. <laughs> Time to collapse. Is that Time why no collapse. one will be friends with us? Uh, that's for another episode, my friend. <laughs> uh what's new, Nicole? What's good? Um uh, what should people be doing? Um, the Aces mm-hmm. uh, won their second back to back, back to back, night night. It was amazing to watch. We didn't watch actually. We were just we ooh, were doing that during class. Sorry, oh, sorry, sh- Doctor Kim. That's <laughs> we okay. So I sit in front of Jean instead of next to Jean because mm-hmm. I, I I don't know why I said this much I so I just you know and I take the the DRC chair mm-hmm. I mean I have accommodations yeah. and so I just I swivel yeah. back and I look at Jean and um we definitely fist bumped when we realized <laughs> it was over and we won mm-hmm. I say we yeah we were there we were on the bench very far away. we were <laughs> we were there uh our spirits were in New York yes and um they play nasty right like they play so rude and murderous at something i mean i don't know i just it's how tough must that be to lose a championship when you've got the refs in your pocket Mm. (laughs) maybe they'll think twice when they start stop bopping some heads out there oh wait so the the rivals were like home base new york Mm -hmm. yeah so they lost (laughs) At the, yeah at home and they were big mad about it they didn't go to their press their press conferences well i mean you live and you learn that's that's a whole other another episode i guess <laughs> we could do we'll do an aces episode yeah. After well, the parade. you know what we'll try to get uh we'll try to get someone from staff yeah to talk to us <laughs> um oh i okay so you did tell me in class that you're 
can we talk about this? Wow, we what, have so what much your brother class. had said. Do we, we actually listen to class? Yes, yeah, go ahead. We do listen. To, please. <laughs> How dare you? Wait, th- so so when I read this on the outline, I was just like, ooh, this is juicy. Did this happen after no, our Costco? <gasps> no. So it it happened after our Costco trip. No, before you, you all oh, went wait, to Costco. Did it? Really? That's because that's why you didn't go into the house. <gasps> oh, okay, okay. So okay. Um Daniel and I. We haven't even released this yet, but <laughs> Daniel and I went to Costco with Jean's mom just to, mama like, yeah, just to take her to Costco and to have a conversation. And she took us out to lunch um, where we got to see past guests, Zwei, 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 Zwei. Um, and, and so I was, when I dropped uh, Tita Batty off, um, I said, oh, let me help you bring this stuff inside because it was a lot of stuff and she's like no 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 and she like slapped me on the arm pretty wow. hard I was like, okay okay I get it I get it um and and then Jean when I told Jean you said it was because uh I'm she was trying to protect you she was protecting me from like any like bullshit that mm-hmm. folks were gonna say when I walked in but um which was it was nice mm-hmm. of her to do that um I what a mom yeah it was like a, a mm-hmm. nice mom protective thing to do but like I I'm pretty rude to like my own parents so like <laughs> I can be rude to your dad too it's like no big deal wow I can do that just another day in a Filipino household anyway so wait so was your brother there too no okay. so this conversation is before all of you hung up so it was within the week D- okay did he know we were gonna go to Costco no I don't think so okay Anyway, so I'll let you tell us. Um, here's me on Nicole's update. So my mom was opening up to me about a conversation that uh, that they she had. She was opening up to my brother and dad who live in her home, and that they um, that she, there's gay people in her family. And she's like, my uncle, my aunt, cousin, this and that. And um, my brother, despite other conversations around this, my brother says to her that um, I bet if Jean weren't married she'd be gay by now that <laughs> because she had she hangs out with gay people because you hang out with gay people i'm like i'm pretty sure you have straight friends <laughs> and i just consider them friends friends yeah um but i mean even even if jean uh was queer you'd still be getting more pussy than your brother yeah. just saying <laughs> um what a burn anyway and so that got me thinking because like it's y'all were ta- uh we were talking about libra season and y'all were talking about the towers and i'm like i didn't have a tower moment i guess i think this is my tower moment like <laughs> it's very easy for me to be mean mm-hmm. um and like I, I love to be, I like to be mean when it's like targeted at someone who has hurt someone close to me. Mm-hmm. So like your brother, like for me to talk shit about your brother <laughs> and like, I would do it to his face too. Yeah. Um, would like, it fills that, but then at the end of the day, it doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just harming him yeah. by, by talking shit to his face like that. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, <sighs> It's very easy for me to do that. And like, I really wanted to talk about this to like have that sick burn. But at the same time, it's like, 
really sad that your brother has this right has this like mentality we used to be tight we used to be buds and just like the rigidness of sexuality and identity and like who your friends are Mm -hmm. and and like what and I'm not like suggesting anything (laughs) Uh, I'm just saying like you could be queer and be married to a straight man yeah and Mm -hmm. and just like and the projection that's happening here also mm-hmm. is like, so what are you trying to say, Jan Michael? Because you're not married. Right. And I don't ever throw that in his face. And right? who, who are your friends? You don't have friends. See, there's 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 the, the Libra. Okay. I, I told my friend Paul, who's a mutual friend of my brother and me, and he's gay. And he's like, tell your brother I think he's hot. <laughs> Just to see him squirm, you know? I was um, about to, that's making me squirm because. Right. Squirms all around. Wait, Works okay. On. Fine. Honestly, Jean, I think I met your brother at um at the um at the stand up. Oh, the stand up. Okay, yeah. And also like at the at, yeah. at your mom's retirement, and like I could tell that he was kind of squirmy. Mm-hmm. Like squirmy. Well, his loss because you're a great person. You're a great person, and Thank you. you know your mom's a great person too. Yeah, and for her, you know, she had to do a layer of protection protection. But I was just like, mm-hmm. it sucks that um. Of all the podcasts in Doc Shane, my brother, it couldn't be this one. <laughs> he loves he loves his male podcasting. I don't know but, what the name uh, is. I know. But also, like, the next time. Wait, is your brother time... on a podcast? No, he okay. listens to podcasts in the morning. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue, Dan. Oh, I was just going to say, like, the next time um, Mama Batty is back in town and she needs to go grocery shopping, Nicole and I are going to deliver all of the stuff inside the house. And I'm going to be hella gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be so gay and be like oh my god where am I gonna put this like the snacks the mm-hmm. snacks I'm gonna I'm gonna have a mullet oh where's this go my, my butch voice out <laughs> yikes um, she what she did say it was really nice that you both told her like you don't have to go through me to reach her like she said that she you offered like she could be in touch with y'all so yeah we're her other children right she loves y'all she's a fan <laughs> of the show um yeah I guess that's it I mean um, I went to the Ren fair but I was pretty unprepared for it yeah you were like time travel I'm wearing regularly yeah clothes. I did see so that was my first Ren fair mm-hmm. and it was cool to see how many people of color were out there okay. like fully clothed and I was like in the minority of not being in you were normie I was <laughs> I was not in character. Um, I saw someone in cosplay as Aloy. Wow. And it was really weird to me that like other fandoms were there as them. Like I did not understand that, but no rules. That's great. Right. Um, So I was pretty starstruck at this cosplay. I didn't because I was too. It's fine. I was too shy. Next time along. I mean, I hope they're local. Oh, we'll see. If you're listening. We'll put that out there. Misconnections. (laughs) (laughs) No, no not at all. <laughs> they might be a little weird. Um, my update is, guess what, y'all? I'm a data nerd. And I got to flex in class. You sure did. Two, you two sure did. Ago, um, which I'm really excited about because um, sometimes people think I'm a fool, but watch out. I'm keeping my receipts. If there's anything <laughs> a Virgo does. You're a history major and a Virgo. Right. Well, they come think, on. They think qualitative research is inferior to quantitative yes. research. And guess what? I can do both. Um, my second update is I had a staycation with my mom. 
it was fun, but also a struggle because my mom also still struggles with um, body image issues. And so she's like, look at this belly. Like she's like, mm. and I said, mom, do you know that you're in really great health and shape mm-hmm. for your age? And she's like, I guess you're right. You know, so I had to mother my mother. So I'm not mad at that. Uh, and then I got my friends hanging out with my mother. An episode coming soon. Set up for the Patreon to find out when that comes out. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was half a spoiler, but here we are. Um, Daniel? Um, so this week was my fall break. Um, and it's already Friday and I'm sad because that means on Monday I have to go back to work. <laughs> um, but nice. like this this week, uh, very productive and also kind of just like it feels it feels like it's an alignment week. Um, so I applied for um for uh, the library sciences degree. Mm-hmm. Um so like that went through really easily. I've already sent out my transcripts. I got emails today that the school already received the transcripts. So I'm like, oh, okay, shit. okay, one step closer. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Um, I also got uh, the, uh my course evaluation um this week for mm-hmm. um Nevada State, cool. and um as far as like. For like the part-time instructors the 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 my supervisor was just like you know out of all of like the out of all of the things that I've um or all of the courses that I've already evaluated for this semester like yours is the the, the one that I'm least worried about How and I'm like cool. how does that feel that feels it feels so good and then they're also they also were just like uh like we want to keep you and we want you to teach more for us next year. Wow. wow. So I'm like, you did that damn thing. You sure I'm did. Like, oh my God. I did. I did. So I'm, I'm super excited. Um, I think I locked in a class for next, next school year because this coming semester, I'm going to be focusing on just taking classes and exiting out of like my current job. Um, but I'll be teaching intro to young intro to young adult literature wow so like you're one perfect of the, for that role I'm so excited because like one of the uh, one of the books I'm gonna teach is probably like um what is it called uh the uh the absolutely true diary of part-time Indian by Sherman Alexie oh. um and then I'm gonna be bringing also in bringing in some um some graphic novels and uh I was thinking oh, about maybe maybe getting Jean Munson as one of my authors for I the course I'm there <gasps> I'm already putting in my calendar somewhere <laughs> um but yeah um I'm super excited about that and then um I'll see what else I could potentially snag at like Nevada State um and then three I've been planning my Halloween costume because my be? friend um so my friend's having a Shrek themed party <laughs> oh shit (laughs) (laughs) um I and I'm like okay well there's only two things that I could literally be number one I could be the fairy godmother okay Mm -hmm. um easy peasy it's kind of just like okay you have a nightgown a crown and then maybe just like change up my hair a little bit or or I could be Lord Farquaad (laughs) oh my god that is hilarious perfect so um, today when I went on my errands, I was just like, okay, where can I get like materials to just like DIY my costume rather than like buying a whole costume mm-hmm. that I'm only going to wear once. So I went to Daiso. Thank God for Daiso. Um, so I got, um, I mostly have like the clothes, um, but then I just don't have like the right colors and stuff. 
um or the right like accoutrements so <laughs> I got um I got some uh some gloves for washing dishes and they're pink so I'm gonna be a gay Lord Farquaad mm. <laughs> um so pink gloves I have like a pink shower cap um and then for the gold accents that he has on his clothes I just got I just got yellow washi tape yeah, okay so yeah. it's gonna be very DIY um but I'm super excited about it because my hair's already there <laughs> my mom loves your hair by the way Kat and Heather just said you have like she likes your hair your hair is great thank you thank uh, you Heather you have you ever seen that car on campus that has the vanity plate that says Farquad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. Are you listening? what an icon? <laughs> it's it's actually me. So <laughs> <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> All right. Before we get to our guest, um, let me or before we get to our guest check in, let me introduce her. Hello. Uh, yes. Um, Allison Remigio. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes is a baddie from the Bay to Vegas and now Sacktown. Mm-hmm. Her research include her research interests include integrative health and wellness and mother scholarship. Ooh. Allison. Allie. <laughs> how are you? Welcome and how are you? It's been forever. It surely has. I I am good. I am good. Um so I just want to make sure y'all know I just drove like three and a half hours from mm-hmm. SAC to Fresno because I have an event that I'm doing tomorrow. So I work, I work in rare disease. Um, mm-hmm. I do rare disease clinical education. And so I have an event tomorrow for a very, very ultra rare disease community um, that suffer from epilepsy. It's called wow. Rett syndrome. Um, but in that time, you know, I, I got my podcast listening on, right? <laughs> and uh, I was interrupted because my husband hit me up and he's like, yo, our son got a referral at school. Mm. Ah. I had an Aineko moment. Because, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, uh, so just, just for context, right? Like, so Nicole, you mentioned that I moved from the Bay to Vegas and now I'm in Stack. So I live in a town called Antelope, which is like next to Roseville. So my son goes to a school in Roseville. It's predominantly white. Mm. Um, So whenever he gets in trouble at school or whenever there's an incident at all, doesn't even necessarily mean that he's in trouble. I do get, you know, worried, worried, frustrated, you know, Mm -hmm. scared all the things because I know that, you know, he he stands out, you know, Mm -hmm. at school. And so you know, we just, we had to have a, a little um, check-in before mm. I checked in with y'all. So that's uh, kind of where I, where Thanks I for showing am. up though, yeah. you know? Could have been raging, but you're here. Whew. Yes, I had to, you know, I had to do all of my stuff that I learned in therapy, my self-regulation, mm. and, you know, scream into my arm, all the things. Because, uh, yeah, it's hard out. Wait, did you wow. say scream wow. into your arm? Yes. Like I literally like when, especially if I like, I'm not at home and I don't have like a pillow. Mm. Like if I'm in a oh, car, I will literally okay. like if I'm like frustrated or angry or sad or suffering from grief, like I am mm. now, I will literally like scream into my arm and somehow it just releases energy and it makes me feel a little bit better. That's okay. a great tip. That is yeah. a great tip. 
It's like like sneezing into your arm. Yeah, or coughing into your arm. Yeah. All very yeah. useful arms. Yeah. Roseville. I think I think that my sister might have had a business there. Mm. Oh. A short, a short-lived uh business. Hey. I am but, new to SAC. I am a I am not a SAC native. I am a hella Bay Area girl. So <laughs> Okay, tell yeah, tell us uh where 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 in the Bay you're from. Yeah, so I'm actually from the East Bay. I'm from Hercules. Oh so. shit. <laughs> I'm not Shout from Hercules. Are but you Hercules? Are you no, from- I'm not. I'm I'm from Vallejo, American Canyon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's a bridge away right there uh jenna's from rodeo okay so it's like they're neighboring right right right. y'all neighbors and y'all neighbors yeah because i have a cousin in pinole okay so yeah (laughs) i went to i went to pinole valley high school right so okay yes yes we didn't have a high school yet actually the high school was built um when my class went into junior year so i went to high school in pinole a lot of my friends a lot of my filipino friends went to school in Hercules. Hercules is a very, very Filipino town, as is Vallejo. Wow. It sure is. I didn't know that. Sure is. So (laughs) shout out to V-Town. Shout out to the Herc. Everybody listening from the Herc. I love that. Let us know. I was 10 years old when I found that out. (laughs) About Hercules. Yeah. Hercules. It is different for me living in the 916. Right. It is, um, yeah. They have different mm. like uh, local newscasters, yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. I feel like w- when you when you leave when you get over to like Fairfield and you go more east, like you don't get the San Francisco newscasters. You get the Sacramento oh. newscasters, oh. right? Yeah. Oh, you're, no, you're, so, right. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. Like I remember listening to was it um, uh, Frank Somerville and Dennis Richmond on yes the- with his mustache. Yes. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, it is it is different. I try not to watch too much news in the 916, especially uh, politically mm-hmm. uh, misaligned mm. from my politics, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because when we moved to Vegas, that's that's kind of when I got a taste of it a little bit living in the place where the, like politically the climate was so different from what mm. I was used to being raised um, in the Bay Area. So yeah it is a it's a different space there is like a you know thriving filipino american community in sacramento for sure historically yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's just you know it's different it sure is sure is god bless all the filipinos there that's been there since forever shit are y'all okay I mean, I mean, like, I live in Sac. I listen to y'all, right? Like, that, like we exist yeah. everywhere. I, you know, it's it's interesting. So, um, one of my mentors, Alison Tintianko Kubales, right? Mm-hmm. I to spell her name the same way that I do. People confuse me for her sometimes, <clears throat> which I take as a huge compliment. But, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, right? oops. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll be her, sure. Uh, she, I remember her saying one time like you know if we're gonna claim people like you know Dr. Don Mabalin or we're gonna claim people like um like a Joe Coy or we're gonna claim people we also have to claim like 
the the people that maybe we don't align with right like we, yeah, like, yeah. Our, like our whole um you know the our filipino-ness or uh, you know like every every part of us is an important part of our history it's an important part of, of who we are mm-hmm. and we can't just look to erase right like so what i say especially coming from um a family that is pretty divided politically mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'll, I'll get into more when we talk about grief and my and my dad now who is um you know bereaved um having lost his wife um we gotta love everybody right we gotta mm-hmm. love everybody I love and this. we gotta set boundaries mm-hmm. healthy boundaries with everybody which is what um I have learned in in grief is so important to do that especially so Oh, we're not even deep in this episode. I'm learning so much. Let me take more notes. <laughs> You're right about the claiming part because yeah. like, people don't claim, definitely don't claim the three of us for a good for number sure. of years. There's a, there's a good, there's, there's a good Filipino, there's a good sizable amount of Filipinos in Las Vegas who want nothing to do with us. Right. <laughs> but here we are still existing. And I think in our history. Month. Yeah. You know, uh, representation matters even for the yeah. Republican Filipinos, I guess. <laughs> they got that one person, right? There's there's one person. There's probably a lot. That's on Fox News. Like, it's, not just, it's not just one person. But effort, I, I don't even, but we'll anyway. Well, n- no. Okay. Like, <laughs> okay, so Hercules, and then did you move around a bit? What brought you to Vegas? Yeah, so... So born and raised in the Bay, lived in Hercules. Um, and then actually my parents moved from Daly City, another mm-hmm. historically Filipino yes. American, right? To Hercules um, is part of kind of like that, you know, suburban sprawly. That's part. I am I am very much a, a product of Bay Area Filipino American identity, right? So mm. moved from Daly City to Hercules so that they could buy a house. Right. They needed to buy a house. Right. Not rent a house. Yeah. That's what my dad always said, right? So we bought a, they bought a house. I did elementary, junior high, high school there. And then I told my mom, I'm like, I'm going to go as far away as I can for college. Sure. I'm going to go to NYU. I'm going <laughs> to sure. go to Florida. And then, you know, ended up going to City College in San Francisco and then went to Berkeley, <laughs> which is like 20 minutes away from right. my parents. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm getting away from you guys. Um, and then I actually, I met my husband, we, uh, we lived in Richmond for a little bit. Um, so still in the East Bay, lived in Emeryville, and then we moved out to Vacaville, which was also kind of a little bit of a taste of, um, political misalignment Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Um, seeing Confederate flags in in Mm -hmm. my town was like extremely triggering and, you know, I had already had like my, I guess you could call it like uh, cultural awakening, my political awakening at that time. So I was like, we got to get the F out of here, baby. Yeah, I'm not cool with this. Um, that not to, That's not to say that there's not a big Filipino American community there. Like we know that there is, but like it was just really, it was tough um, to be there. And then <laughs> the part of the story kind of shifts here when my husband and I decide that we're going to move we don't know where yet but we, we decide 
hey, we're going to sell our house and we're going to do RV life. We're going to do mm-hmm. time. Oh. Yes. I don't know if I was just watching hella YouTube at that time <laughs> or, or what, but I was like, I was like, babe, we should do this, you know, like, fuck capitalism. Like, we should just, you know, move to her RV or do tiny home living for a little bit. And he was like, gosh, my wife is making me live a wild life, but okay. Uh, wow. so he agreed. So we, we, we sold our house. We sold the majority of our possessions. And then we decided to move into the RV full time. Um, we did that for a few months. And then sadly, our time was cut short there because someone vandalized our RV. Mm. Oh. Where did that happen? Out out of California or yeah, where were you? In, in Vacaville. So we stayed local because oh. my son okay, yeah, yeah. is still in school. Okay. Um it was it was heartbreaking because well, first of all, we still haven't gotten to the bottom of it. We still don't know who did it, but the um facility and this was not like this was like in supposedly one of those like really nice, like for lack of a better word, like bougier facilities, right? Mm-hmm. So we still don't know who was responsible for doing it, but apparently there were some like knucklehead teenagers who had been like going around and like messing with the like the spigots and the faucets. Oh, and so long story short, the black tank overflowed. <gasps> flooded. The black tank is where all of the, you know, the doo-doo matter. tank. That's right. That's so sad. Is totally completely vandalized mm. so our time is cut short we literally spent like two months like living no yeah we were like okay what are we gonna do now we can't live there so we lived in hotels and then like spent the weekends like at our parents house we would switch off and then in that time we we're like where are we gonna move I was like I want to move to like Portland or you know <laughs> I want to I want to go to you know I want to go to C- Seattle and my husband was like no babe we gotta go somewhere where it's not raining all, all the time. We gotta go somewhere where we have like a community and where there's like more Filipinos. So let's go to Vegas. And so that's how we ended up in Vegas. Wow. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and it was, it was so, it was such a trip because literally the day after we closed on the house, Mm-hmm. my mom told us that she was diagnosed with um, stage two breast cancer. Mm. So it was a trip. I'm like, I, I straight up told my mom, I'm like, I'm not leaving. I'm going to stay. And she was like, no, I'm not, I want you to go. You know, it's, it's going to be a good, a good thing for you guys, an adventure. Mm. Um, and don't yeah. worry about me. You know, I'm going to be okay. So yeah, like literally I was, I would go back and forth. Like, once we actually moved to Vegas, I would come back and forth a lot of times for, for work. And, you know, I would make it a point to like stay with my parents so that I could sometimes go with my mom mm-hmm. for treatment and stuff. But mm. yeah, it was, um, it was a trip. Uh, and then of course, during that time was also the pandemic that we were right. in mm. Vegas, which was also like so many layers. I don't even know. I, I don't know how, we did it Mm -hmm. but somehow like we came out of it and yeah it's been an an interesting interesting time so in February of 2022 yes February 2022 
that's when my mom's cancer diagnosis came back and it was stage four. Mm -hmm. It was crazy because we were like, this woman never missed an appointment, never like I, so part of my identity is like, I also identify as a genetically disabled person because I have a chronic rare disease called von Willebrand disease. It basically means that my blood doesn't clot. And so my parents experienced some pretty significant health caregiver trauma from mm. caring for me when I was growing up. I inherited this disease from my dad. Um, and so they knew kind of 50-50 chance that I was gonna inherit it. And so my mom was like hyper vigilant, like mm. she never missed an appointment. She always went to labs. Like she did that for me when I was a child growing up and then she did it for herself. So we were shocked when we heard the diagnosis, like we couldn't believe it at all. So when we found out that it came back, that's when we decided to move back to California. And at that time, my parents were living in Sacramento. So that's why we decided to move and buy a house in Sacramento. Okay. Yeah. This makes so much sense why you moved away. Because honestly, like, I think the last time I spoke to, spoke to you before you moved to Sacramento, it was like, we were trying to plan um, like a coffee or lunch. Yes. And then you got really tough news that day in that month. And, um, yeah. you know, very hands off with it. So this makes so much sense. Yeah, it's, um, it is, even now talking about it, like thinking back through that time, there was hella shit that was also going on in mm-hmm. the at that time, right? Like, because we all got our own shit that we have mm-hmm. to deal with personally. And then there's also all the external stuff, right? Like, so still dealing with the pandemic at that yeah. time. Um, dealing with the, and this is, this was a big deal in my family, but dealing with the Philippine election of 2022, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was like huge contention for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. If y'all trying to erase history and have like a revisionist history, but, you know, somehow my dad is a BBM supporter right what a doozy for sure you know my yeah. sisters don't talk oh anymore I because mean, of that <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, so much stuff so, so much stuff. Stuff. um so. before we dive deeper uh the first one to meet you off of our team was nicole yeah. yeah I so I got to meet Allie at uh Dr. Adrian DeLeon's uh talk at UNLV um I saw I saw this badass jacket and I said I need to talk to <laughs> this person <laughs> this badass I was late so yeah yeah this this badass uh baggy denim jacket with a hand-painted sailor moon on the back oh love that I like wasn't sure if I wanted to be your friend or steal your jacket (laughs) both (laughs) they can exist at the same for sure for sure um and then we got to we got to eat thank you UNLV for paying that bill (laughs) I did not get to go to eat I had to teach that night and then um I think then we might have met up again virtually because I think uh, Dr. Oh, yeah. when, uh, Dr. Kuya Constancio set up a Zoom for like yeah. all the, the Philly scholars Friends. in Las Vegas to uh-huh. like meet and then nothing happened. 
<laughs> we're like we like each other we like each other maybe a hike <laughs> no, and then we, that was the we first went on a hike we went on a hike oh you do Oh, Listen, okay. I I somehow wasn't included in those you emails. Like, you gotta take it up with uh your kuya. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I I rock climb now. So oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we missed each other at um the restaurant pop up for uh Makatas. Oh yes, we like missed each other by like a oh. couple hours or something. Yeah, Just passing in the night for real. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think you may have gone like the following day, and I was like, what? "I know it's okay." Yeah, we flew in. <laughs> we flew in for that. We oh, did you? In it, uh, it was back, and then we flew in for that. It was hella good. Uh, we'll talk about it. Again. Good times. You know. Uh, but thank you so much for being here with us. As a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, <I> literally, literally. <laughs> A long time. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess the recent revelations about my dad aside, mm -hmm. um, how do we as Filipino Americans deal with the corporeal loss of loved ones, um, and of those closest to us? On today's episode, we share the honor of remembering Teresa Dancel Fernandez nearly a year after her passing, and we invite Ali to recall the depth of their love and to impart with us her navigation of grief. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Allie. Yeah, for having offered to sit down with us on this. Thanks for having me, y'all. Um, I'm honored to be here. Uh, Daniel, I know we haven't met in person, but I feel like I know you like <laughs> through the podcast, which is kind of a weird thing to say and kind of dangerous. <laughs> well I we know that like friends though right, so I think right, it's yeah. okay <laughs> and and yeah. I know that like there's a lot of talks about like parasocial relationships but I feel like I feel like I mean like that like has been broken now that you know like now that we're actually talking to each other yes. um and now like now that like you you found this community like online community too mm -hmm. yeah. um yeah well Nicole I wanted to say first of all I like was in tears when you were sharing about your dad and I'm really sorry to hear that your dad and your family are going through such a tough time and mm -hmm. I know um, how difficult it can be and how much nuance there can be being a Filipino American family having to navigate this too so I'm sorry. Thank you so much for your yeah and yeah, thank you so much for um, your kind words and for reaching out to me even. Um, mm -hmm. I guess we're all kind of in denial right now. Yeah, valid though. I, I was in denial. Yeah. Um, I was in denial in a huge way mm. when, when we found out that my mom was diagnosed the first time. Mm. So even the way that... Um, we would discuss my mom's cancer was just kind of like, I don't know, there was like kind of this interesting dynamic of, um, you know, obviously we're, we're going to, we're going to pray. We're going to be here for you. We're going to support you. And then I would say this interesting thing. And I think it's because I, I kind of grew up 
using medical terminology because I have a rare disease. Mm-hmm. And so I would say things like, like, mom, you know, um, you're in the best hands, you know, there's, there's new medications, like, mm. you know, if there's this is, and this is such like a weird thing to say now that I say it out loud. And I think through, um, the trauma that it can cause people, but I, I said it and I'm going to own it. I was like, if there's ever a time to get sick, you know, this is the time. Mm. Just like, what? Mm. Who the right. fuck says that? Like, nobody ever wants to get sick there's never mm-hmm. a good time to be sick right I I think mm-hmm. that in the moment I just was just trying to find some way to offer her comfort mm-hmm. and to offer myself some type of like I don't know solace that you know if there's like this feeling of hope that mm-hmm. that can, you know kind of right. evoke so yeah, like I, I would never talk about like death or dying. I wouldn't even say the words death, dying. I would say like, you know, if it's your time, mm. like if mm. it's if if this is it, you know, then we're grateful that you had such an amazing life that you were able to have so much love and have so many people love you. Because mm. um, my mom was such like a and still is very much like a pillar in our community my mom is um one sister with five brothers Mm. wow so she's the only um she's the only girl correct okay yeah and she's like sagitna right so three kuyas and two younger brothers So, and this is post-1965 immigration, like the yeah. height of Filipino-American gang membership, right? So it, is. it was like chaotic for my mom growing up. And that mm-hmm. made her kind of the prime, you know, the perfect, I guess, candidate to be like the matriarch of the family, mm. um, which is such a problematic space to be in right um but she owned it Mm. you know like and I think in some ways like it became part of her identity in such a way that like Mm. she took pride in it Mm -hmm. like it's it's kind of like one of those things that even though you know it hurts you like it's it helps so many people she's a she's a Virgo right let me just put it out there right like she she would put everyone's happiness and health and comfort before her own mm-hmm. always right mm-hmm. um you know it's it's interesting Jean. I, I i list i remember listening to you talk talk about your parents and um you know you have like your dad being the spendy one and your mom being the super saver same dynamic here my dad's like <laughs> i'm over my gucci belt and my mom's like oh no i need to go to tj maxx yeah. right? <laughs> so different such a different personality but somehow you know they say opposites attract right so they were able to you know build this beautiful relationship and um yeah it's Oh, my dad's a Capricorn. Oh, so there's that. That's a lot. That's a lot as a couple. Dang. Dang. Capricorns are headstrong, you know? 
What's your big three also? Is what? What's your big three? My big three? Yeah. Oh, I'm a, I'm a Taurus. Okay. I'm a Taurus. Yeah. I don't know what, what, what are the other two? Um, your rising and your moon sign. Oh, my, my, my rising is a Virgo. I know oh. that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, know. I know that. That's cool. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know. So somehow my Virgo mom and my Capricorn dad made a Taurus me and a Gemini. Oh, a Gemini. Yeah. Yeah. And then side note, my husband's a Gemini. My son is a Gemini. And my wow. brother, like I said, so... I'm around all these people who don't can't decide nothing. That's and I'm nothing. I'm gonna do these things. I always I always feel decisive. You gotta make the decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also exhausting. Mm. Also exhausting. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, so um yeah, what my when my mom was diagnosed the second time, I was in denial again even mm. though they said stage four, it was no longer to be um, going to be a curative mm. process. It was not going to be palliative. Um, I didn't care. I was like, we got medicine. She's got great doctors. She's got a great support system. She could still make it. And then all of a sudden, and I guess this is like part of like, I guess you could call it, the magic of social media, even though I know that sometimes it can be harmful, like all these people started coming to me and saying like, like, oh, you know, this person I know had stage four cancer or, you know, my mom also had stage four cancer and like all of these stories started to come and like give me hope. Mm. Um, and so I would, of course, like, like make my mom listen to these podcasts and make her Ugh. drink like these green juices. I'm, mm. I'm hella toxic. I'm hella toxic. You're- you are owning it though, and you're oh, you're aware of it. Yeah, yeah. Ella. grief makes people do wild things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hell, yeah, all of the things, right? Like even um, going into conversations with like the provide, like all her providers. So she had like an integrative oncologist. She had her oncologist, her primary care physician, like every all of her all of her care team. I would go to the appointments and be like. What, what what was that like I, I need to know what was what was what was shared um I need mm. to know all the notes and my poor dad and my brother like first of all they couldn't even go to any of the appointments without crying mm. Mm. that's because fair. It was hard and for for some reason somehow like I never cried I just I almost looked at it as like transactional like this is my duty mm-hmm. yeah like this is this is my responsibility this is my job because my mom took exceptionally good care of me when I was younger mm-hmm. um so now it's my turn because I can speak this language and they there's so much jargon there's so much medical jargon that's yeah. right mm-hmm. um and it can be so frustrating and so yeah like I would literally go to the appointments, talk to the doctors, and then translate it for my dad and my brother. Right. And that just became my role. Like I'm like, I don't have I don't have energy or time to cry because this is what I have to do. And I did that for months mm. and months and months until she decided to go to hospice at home. Wow. 
it almost um I mean like I know that you talked about like your mom being like a pillar for you know like like her family and like your family um is it almost kind of like you know that utang na loob is mm. it's kind of like you're becoming the pillar have you like have like what like sorry and go I'm, ahead. I'm unpacking go ahead. this in therapy Daniel like so yes um my utang na loob I feel like is so deep mm. it is it, it's 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 even like seeping into like my relationship with my son mm. and I'm trying so hard to like not inflict this toxicity onto him mm-hmm. but y'all Filipino American culture y'all it's um, hard to deprogram. It's, it's really yeah. hard to reprogram, y'all. So, like, that's that's great. Like, I mean, like that you have acknowledged this awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're working through it, unlearning mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so much. I think that's a great gift. Yeah, I. You know, my thoughts on it is like, you know, we've had this podcast a long time, and sometimes we speculate about about what we would do better than our parents but you're really in a position of like having to make that decision because you mm-hmm. have the next gen within your uh jurisdiction so yeah that's you live with tough decisions every day because the default way of for me like remembering the default way my dad gets angry I have to be like oh I have to like fight not having to be so toxic too um when that's the default modeling for my whole life hard it's hard it's hard like I literally like when my son um so first of all my my son's pretty fucking dope like he (laughs) is way cooler than I was when I was in seventh grade (laughs) you know and having to navigate this like my husband and I were talking about this like we've moved like pretty much every four years Mm -hmm. um and he has had to build community and make friends and 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 he also has had to move with us right so Mm -hmm. um and then he was just so gracious with me when my mom was diagnosed and when she went to hospice um i i can't even explain like how grateful i am to have my son be my son and mm. to just feel so um so just grateful <laughs> that he gave me grace like he went to um a bereavement group for kids who have lost um someone that they've been close to he so it was mm. uh, art therapy mm. um and so the first session we went to we had to like um I'm gonna start crying um so the first session was we were able to create like a memory box Mm. memory box and so it was myself my husband my and my son and he got one shaped like a heart and he painted it red and gold right so I'm like oh he's painting it red and gold for the 49ers duh right (laughs) Uh, so then (laughs) So then I'm I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get a circle one 
because like I'm competitive because I'm, I'm a Taurus. <laughs> I'm toxic, what did I say? Um, so I'm like, I'm gonna get a circle one and I'm gonna do it blue and gold for um, the warriors. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband picks his square one and he does black and orange for the giants right so then like we're all we didn't even talk we we're just kind of like painting and we're you know the therapist is engaging us and asking us questions and my son is like recounting like his last conversations mm. with my mom and uh the therapist is like you know like what are some things that you really you know, love about your grandma or mama. And he's just like, he's like, I just love when she, when she was around. I just love when she was around. And she always, she would always make me pancakes for breakfast. And she would always watch cartoons with me. And I just love being around her. Just love being around her. And I'm just like, I'm listening. I'm like, I'm like, he's not saying how like she's done so much for our family and sacrifice. Mm. And like that's like me, right? I'm like thinking to myself, like, he's not saying all of like these big ideas of what I am feeling about her. He's literally like just saying, like, just her presence alone mm-hmm. was such was so impactful in his life so we're like everybody gets to write a letter and put it in the box and we get to share what our box represents and you know so I'm assuming like oh he's picking red and gold because um the 49ers and Tristan goes my son goes he goes I picked red and gold because mama loved everyone and she had a heart of gold and I'm like thinking to myself I am a shallow ass (laughs) but like was your was your mom into bay area sports i mean she i mean like every other like yeah okay go (laughs) not like she was hella into it but like she loved she loved spending time with her family if her Mm -hmm. family is watching sports that's that's what she was into because of that not because she looks like hella into sports but in my mind I'm thinking like, you know, my son was in sixth grade at the time. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. Like he's picking it because of this. Like, but the fact that he said like, everyone loved her and she loved everyone and she had a heart of gold. Like I was shook. I was like, I'm a shitty mom right. for thinking this about my kid mm. and not recognizing that his, this is his grief process and he's entitled mm-hmm. to have his own. He should have the autonomy to do that. And here I am trying to like impose my own ideas of what that should look like. Mm. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm growing up as I'm watching mm-hmm. him grow up too. That's um, beautiful. Uh, we were just talking about this in counseling uh, grad course. Is like the people we love the most, uh, we try to control the most because they're extensions of us. And so uh, that, you know, that paints a picture of that concept. It's also a good segue to like the the next question too. And actually you kind of like answered uh, parts of it too. Um, How has the year been um, in terms of like dealing and processing your mom's passing? So it could be like about you or like your whole family. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially that like 
um, that like the grandson, your son also is like dealing with, um, with, with Lola. Yeah. So it's been up and down mm -hmm. um, for me, especially because it's the holidays and my mom was like mm -hmm. all about the holidays specifically because again, kind of being like the matriarch of the family, she was the one who hosted the holidays. Everybody mm -hmm. went for Thanksgiving or for, for Christmas. Um, and in true Filipino form, like once it was September, it was Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. So it was, it's, it's a real, it's a real thing. And she passed away November 7th. I remember thinking immediately like, oh, well, I got it. It's my job to get mm. everybody together now. So I, I invited all my uncles. We're all on a group um, text and her brothers and their families. I said, hey, come to my house. Keep in mind, I had just bought this house, right? Because I moved back mm -hmm. to California to be with her for treatment. Um, so yeah, I hosted Thanksgiving. I don't even remember what we did. Um, I, I'm sure there was like karaoke and like food, but it was such like an interesting thing. Like I felt like I was like a robot going through the holidays because I just needed to do what I thought would be best for my family and do what I thought my family expected out of me. And so now that it's been almost a year, my husband and I just had a therapy session with our uh, couple of therapists and we were talking about the holidays and I was like, I want to go out of town. I want to do something else. Like can mm. we start a new tradition because I'm just so, I feel worried <laughs> about how I'm going to feel on the holidays. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know how quite to ex express that mm -hmm. in a way that's like not me running away because I just don't feel like that's me running away. I feel like that's me saying like, I, I just don't want to do it this year, but that's, right. mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I want, I don't want to not do it every other year or right. whatever. Like somebody else can host this year. Like, yes, I, I don't have to do it. Um, but I do remember my mom telling me before she passed, she's like, she's like, you know, she's like, enough, you don't have to do everything. Mm. What a gift. What a gift to give you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she knew how it felt. Yeah. yeah. She was like, you don't, you don't have to do everything. Um, you know just do your best and I yes it is it is it was the best gift but at the same time like I told you guys my utam mm -hmm. so deep that I just feel like it's my responsibility to do that so I yeah I'm struggling um mm -hmm. you know and without going too deep into it like my mom's brothers have also had you know, moments of falling out, right? Right. Mm. Feels like a Filipino movie. Right? <laughs> this brother's not talking to this brother, mm -hmm. you know, for right. whatever reason. Absolutely. Um, when they sold my grandma's house, um, there was some, I know, conversations about 
money or whatever mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. what was dispersed to who I don't know what the drama right. was but there was drama there and I think that my mom was the one person that was kind of holding everybody together mm. my grandparents passed away so yeah there's a lot of interesting dynamics at play um I and I've in my own grief work too like I've been doing a lot of reading um I'm just I'm right in the middle of of Bittersweet by Susan Cain Mm -hmm. um which I highly recommend to anybody who is struggling with grief um and it talks a lot about just how you know life is painful Mm -hmm. but because it's painful that's why we can experience such joyful highs in our life right um but yeah, like it has been an arduous journey. Like I am a person who, um, I, I like quantitative data, but I also love qualitative data, right? Like, so. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, important to, yeah. to like both. Yeah. <laughs> right, you need, you need both, right? And I'm just like, well, in health, if you do, you know, ABC, then you should get XYZ, right? Like why is it not adding up or why is it not, why am I not doing what I need to be doing? Or why, why is my body not Mm. operating the way that it's supposed to be operating? Because I've been suffering from my own health challenges recently as well. Mm -hmm. And my doctor's telling me, because my doctor's my homegirl too. She's like, girl, I think you just need to uh not be so hard on yourself. Mm. Wow. (laughs) That's a tough one to learn, (laughs) y'all. Sure is. It's a tough one to learn. Um, I I have had three takeaways from what you have just shared. Uh, I think uh, mediation and conflict resolution are concepts that don't really exist or, you know, for the generation before us. And so it's really like severed ties forever. You go from like Mm -hmm. being hardcore nuclear family and transitioning into a lot of repressed emotions till finally just the severance happens. And then the other part about... um, holding on to your mom's legacy and trying to just work through your grief and now really feeling the overall like kind of repressed residue of that. And I am, I'm co-signing your, uh, you know, for you to run away for the year. I think that's, I hope you do that. I think that's wonderful. I don't think it's running away. I think it's like finally um, choosing to feel all of it um, in a new sphere of somewhere else. Um, I, I think that would be wonderful for you like just to center mm-hmm. yourself yeah in yeah. this in this moment and to uh you deserve that because at least yeah that you're doing it in like a like you can be somewhere safe and not under the eyes of other or you know like you are where you want to be right without yeah. um taking on extra responsibilities of mm-hmm. gathering everyone yeah that's it's a lot of work a lot of labor work uh and and then you know now with the year having passed that you said like there's hurt feelings so that you know that'll bubble up during a you know filling up your plate mm-hmm. so, who knows who knows what sets people off at this point you know for sure so yeah. who are just lumpia like where's the palabok na yeah um oh, no also, palabok no palabok <laughs> 
Um, I want to go back to what like Ali's mom told Ali too. Like, I also feel like her saying that to you is her giving you permission. Mm-hmm. Like that you don't have any debt. Mm. Oh. Oh. Uh. Uh, I love that you thank you for saying that. Um, I I I love this because before she passed away, okay, so grew up very Catholic, right? I'm still Catholic. Um, even though I have some problems, you know, there's we got some issues, <laughs> right? We got some we got some stuff. But the my I feel like our Filipina-ness and our um our faith like really helped to process her passing. Mm. Like my brother even asked me, he was like, he's like, Ate, what do people do when they're not Filipino, when they're when they don't have all of th- these things, like rituals, like to help us cope with losing someone? Like, like my family did rosaries every Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, it was my dad's family. My aunt in Australia is the one who set it up, like the Zoom call, mm-hmm. like all across the world, like everybody was mm-hmm. doing the rosary t- for my mom. Mm-hmm. And my mom was, and my brother was like, I don't know how people do this without like their family support. Like this is mm. so intense. And so my my mom, I feel like knowing that, like in kind of re- releasing me from that utang na loob, like she called each one of us, like, I don't know, just mean like us, like myself and my brother, but like every single person that came to visit her, like this woman had like 300 people per day at her viewing. Mm. Wow. How many people loved her and just, I, I can't even begin to describe like the amount of respect that people have for her, right? Mm. So like her saying that to me and her telling each of us like, I love you, like, please forgive me for whatever I've done to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that's she powerful. She asked every single person, like, I whatever I've done. She didn't even say if I hurt you. She just automatically mm. assumed, right? Mm. She she just knows, like, I'm not perfect. I'm I'm passive aggressive. I'm a Virgo. Fuck. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. Quote, I fucking hurt you, right? Passive aggression is like some. That's got to be like a Filipino. <laughs> Great. Sometimes being like bad a, is a sport for me. My mom was masterful at that, right? She she knew what to say, when to say it, what tone, right? Even the eyes, like she just, oh, just knew, right? <laughs> and <laughs> just the eyes, no words, just the eyes. Um, so yeah, so like she didn't even ask like if I hurt you. She just would say like, for everything that I've done to hurt mm. you, please forgive that. me. And know that I love you. Every single person that came to see her. Um, and she also had a rule when she was at home in hospice. She was like, can you just tell everybody that if they come in this room and they cry, I'm going to charge like 10 yeah. cents per tear. <laughs> okay, we got some jokes. <laughs> and, and an entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit. <laughs> <laughs> side hustle y'all getting charged y'all are getting charged 10 cents per tier for coming over here okay we 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 ain't having no tears um but yeah like that's like her relinquishing me from that like is like 
the best gift, but also like the the bar has been set so high. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, like um, and it's and it's wild too because and I recognize too why why it can be painful for my mom's side of the family. So my my husband's family like totally embraced me like a lot of their family members have also passed away from cancer and so they were like whatever we got to do girl we got you right so like my sister-in-law's hosting thanksgiving like on that side of the family everybody's like i got you whatever you need you need to take you know an hour or two nap upstairs while we're all kicking it down here you do you do what you need to do, right? It's nice. Um, so, which I love, but like I recognize with my mom's side of the family, it's it's hard for so many reasons. Like because like it is very very much a matriarchal family, and like they lost the matriarch, so they're like losing their minds too. Like they don't know what to do, and also it's probably hard to talk to me because I look just like my mom, and mm. I it's like. I think that that's also especially like so hard for my dad right now too because I'm a reminder of the love of his life transitioning at such a young age my mom passed away when she was 60 yeah so young that's pretty young yeah so it's been it's been wild like even my like my dad I told you guys like we moved back to Sacramento from Vegas mm-hmm. because my mom was going undergoing treatment so we bought a house um in September and then she passed away in November mm. my dad in January decided that he was going to go back to the Philippines wow which was always it was always part of his plan anyway but mm-hmm. we went for how long he was going to be there for um and it turns out he was he stayed there for like three months Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then came back for like a month and a half and he's been there he's coming home um in a week mm-hmm. and I'm feeling like really anxious because mm. he he can't be alone like he rented out his house right now wow so in a way I feel like I feel like an orphan Mm. as mm. I lost my mom to mm. cancer and I feel like I lost my dad to grief mm-hmm. like, it's real it's been so hard that's real mm-hmm. um and also you know I don't know if you feel this way too but like an older parent just living away so far away like I and I suspect I'm at an adult age where like what could happen mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, and that's hard to carry. Girl, I'm like, what could happen? I better not have no stepmama out there. I better mm. not have no brothers. <laughs> listen, listen. I okay. But, I'm okay. Dead. So this is another part of, you know, our Filipino American experience that happens all the time, but we don't talk about it, right? Like, mm. what's up with this whole? Well, if you go to the Philippines, you can find another wife. You can have yeah, another family. Like, this is like, this is, it's an epidemic. Right. Like, 
hella of, of our friends, I'm sure, like hella of people that we know have siblings that are like hella younger, like, or I found out that I have a sibling in the Philippines. Like, I didn't know my dad started this family. I'm like, what? when did we say that this was okay? I don't think we ever did. I think it just, <laughs> it was like an accepted norm. They're the originators of 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for sure, I don't think my uncle's going to listen to this, but like he, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I think like a year after my aunt passed away. Again, you know, a missing component of like therapeutic coping mm-hmm. skills, right? Yeah. It's just like, let's, yeah. let's need the sexual deviancy to just. I need cope. someone else to take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And like, y'all. I'm just together, saying. men. <laughs> i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) like for real pops you know he's still relatively young like he's turning 64 this year right he did not ever imagine a life where he wouldn't have his life partner as part of his future right so Mm -hmm. i get it i understand the loneliness i understand Mm -hmm. the 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 need for companionship i I get all of that stuff right um so (laughs) We went back to the Philippines, mm. uh, right? So, I'll, and I'll tell you guys about my about my trip. But like all, like so, when we went there, we visited my dad's side of the family, and they like in the in this one town, right? It's pretty much like everybody's family there, right? Mm. Um, and they're all happy to have my dad there. My dad's happy to be there because mm-hmm. you know there's like this interesting kind of paradigm where it's like you know when somebody immigrates to the united states and they go back like you know like oh they have like status right right right, right yeah they got the doll their own hood yeah 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 exactly they got the dollar they got the bag right then yeah, yeah. then you get to be you kind of get to be the man right you the get to be, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes sir sir thank you sir for coming <laughs> right like right and i get it right like i understand like through all the hardships that my dad's been through, like racism at work, you know, just like, you know, running through gangs. Like I get that he had a tough time and experienced a lot of trauma. And that's kind of what's informed his toxic masculinity and why he's Mm. a BBM supporter, right? Like Mm. I I get, I piece it all together, but it still hurts me. Absolutely. Right. So when he's there, people are like hyping him up and like, they've even asked me like you know how would you feel you know if pops had a girlfriend or like if Dang, somebody- they go right for the gutter roll <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm no like, filters out there okay okay <laughs> first of all you know how in the lifetime movies there's always yes. like, like i've watched why- them all with my mother yeah why why is the oldest sister always a bitch to the girlfriend i'm her now <laughs> sign me up <laughs> I'm contra- yeah, I can a be little bit of I can be I'm real good at that. I can't wait for you to take this to your therapist. <laughs> <laughs> you you should tell your therapist about how um um about like how telenovelas could have like taught all the Filipinos how to the eyes. <laughs> I know. You wouldn't even need to write a script, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean there would be a script, but there would be no dialogue. You know, for like a scene. All eyes. 
Yeah. All eyes, all eyes and hair. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it was it was intense for me because I'm like, like I, you know, I want to answer the question honestly because because my dad's there and I want to be fair to him. And I'm like, mm-hmm. my my mom straight up said that if she were to go first, like she would want Pops to have companionship, to, mm-hmm. to have someone because life can be very lonely, right? Mm-hmm. And even though he loves his children, this is a different type of love. This is a different type of, you know, relationship. Right. But I'm like, yo, if Pops has a girlfriend and she's like my age. Oh, that is my great fear. Oh, my greatest fear. I'm, I can't. Listen, we going to have some issues. There's going to be some issues. First of all, your father is a mess, Gene. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no okay, way. Ain't I know no my dad way. is not going to listen to the show, but he wants, he's like, I ain't going to be anybody's sugar daddy. I want a sugar mama. I ain't paying for nobody. I'm out here to live for free. <laughs> he can't, he can't get that either. Like, yeah. no. He can't. You can talk all. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I'm scared. I'm scared of that. Sure. He's, yeah. he's charming. Right. He's smart and funny like all of these things right and I'm like oh my god am I'm I'm 38 am I gonna have a sister or a brother when I'm like 40 who's one I mean I don't know yeah and listen like we like I these are things that we should talk about these are real things we're the parents now this is a real thing like if he chooses that and he listen like like we are the architects of our lives right we need to mm-hmm. you know create spaces for us to have the autonomy to be able to live our lives with grace and quality right like if he wants that and he really and he really wants that then he's gonna have to understand that there's consequences to that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. lordy what's what's a consequence to a man right <laughs> like what's a consequence to our father right? <laughs> It. just <gasps> never met one for consequence. <laughs> wait oh, yeah. ali have have you considered maybe like suggesting like a pet for your dad <laughs> is he a pet person chris was assuming that that puppy out <laughs> he he's a he's a dog person I feel like, yeah i feel like yeah he like that would be and when he so when he's here in the states he goes back and forth between my house and my brother's house and we both have dogs and and he does love you know caring for the pets too but like other than that like he he'll go to like the casino Mm -hmm. and you know he'll that's where he gets like some social interaction from like from like other people his own age and he even said to me like one time he's like sometimes it's easier to talk to people that I don't know right now Mm -hmm. because okay enough they don't know his situation yeah you know and and like again like my mom being so beloved in the community i think people look at him like mm, right mm. Mm, right yeah. you know and, and it's tiring yeah. yeah yeah he's like i'm not okay i am not i'm not good you know like, right and what like on what in what universe would he admit that no nah. Um, I, mean, I mean we can hope i'm in it for him i'm like that you are not good daddy <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who you're kidding <laughs> yourself <laughs> yeah and like you know like we've suggested therapy like he did actually see um a therapist mm. a couple times but like 
you know, when he went to the Philippines, I suggested doing like telehealth sessions mm-hmm. with a the therapist and get into it. Um, one, one other thing to, with the hospice nurses, like literally like the whole team was Filipino, the whole mm-hmm. team. And so they would like, you know, kind of help cancel him too a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'm grateful that we have that too. That's, that's wonderful. That's really mm-hmm. important. That's part of the culturally responsive, like treatment. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. It's um, true. I'm also learning that sometimes we hold on to the hard parts of grief because it feels like we're still holding on to the person who's gone. So maybe that's a theory for him. Maybe mm. you know. Where it still hurts means that it's still real, it's still mm. present. Yeah, I mean, he, so my mom is actually, so she, she chose to be cremated. So she was interned in coma, right? Mm. Where that's where my great grandparents are, my grandparents and her brother, right? Mm. So they're like all in the same section. It's actually quite beautiful to know that they're all there um and then I guess he and my mom had like a discussion that he was going to bring a vial of her blood and put it in an urn and bring her to the Philippines yeah in a and put her in the mausoleum where my dad's family is so you split the ashes or I guess so no it's it's just a vial of her blood oh 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 yeah this is about blood. Oh my god, your dad's a goth? The blood part though. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I don't know. Like, yeah. That's so hardcore. That's fuck when rock. I went to the Philippines, I was they were like, Do you want to go see your mom? I was like, I just saw my mom. She's in coma. Oh well. <laughs> I just went there. She's good. She says I hi. Sign this Virgo move. She says hi. <laughs> she wanted me to tell everybody that she loves, she loves them. Yeah. I uh Jean and I did um hair flips. Yeah, for listeners. <laughs> Virgo hair flips for all around. Oh my gosh. This is a weird like in in the Philippines too like one of the things that I did not expect them to say but to them of course they miss my mom dearly. They loved her dearly, but they were like it almost feels like she's just not here that she's just in the states. Mm. Because they would wow. visit once a year. And so they just feel like she's just spending an extended time away and that, you know, she'll be back. Right. Did I guess that's how they're coping? Yeah, that's how they're unpacking it. Like, grateful for them to put that on you. <laughs> you know, this common theme of your mom being really liked, uh, it makes me really think about everyone who is likable in my life or even when people just like me. And it's just like, what a heavy thing to to carry because it's people romanticize mm-hmm. who you are mm-hmm. and you know fuck anybody who tarnishes it or like even has a different lens and your mom was so acutely aware of how heavy that was yeah yeah and my mom prided herself in being suplada too She one time I I remember her um telling me this. So in seventh grade, first of all, middle school is a hot ass mess. Like there is, still is. 
Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even know, right? But there are a group of Filipinas that just, I just never, now I understand what it is. Now, now when I unpack it, I'm like, oh, this is model minority myth. Obviously, mm. this, this has a lot to do with like proximity to whiteness for Asian Americans. Like now I get it. But like, mm-hmm. I was, I never felt quite Filipina enough to hang out with this group of Filipinas that all grew up together. I just I just never right like that's why we're hanging out right now exactly (laughs) we just had to find each other in adulthood yeah (laughs) it took years but here we are (laughs) but but I remember my mom saying to me like she goes "Hmm? I don't know why you're so worried about if they like you how about do you even like them that's a great that is that is a great life lesson for all middle schoolers and adults who feel like middle school that's super important yeah Yeah. i know it's like so she even though like a lot of people and i think one of the reasons why a lot of people really did like and a lot of them did love her is because she did keep people at a healthy boundary Mm. like she was like you can know me but you know know me from here know, know me from over there know me from over there long distance yeah. Yeah. yeah she really only she had like a handful of very very close mm-hmm. girlfriends like even my my aunt who was very close with her like who lives in um maryland like you know they were close but they didn't see each other all the time they didn't like have lunch all the time and do that do those things but yeah like she she was very much a homebody and just kind of you know kept those healthy boundaries so I do think that that's part of why so many people did like her too mm. yeah Virgo yeah. mystery Ooh, we love to keep it <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts um Jean also Virgo uh I just I I mean I'm I really feel for your mom in a way where like what a what a life fulfilling life but like also like that fear of being like who carries after who carries mm. after me like you know especially when you think of your in relation to brothers right like uh you know which brother will step up or will they fall apart? You know, it's kind of the thing that I live with as a Virgo among masculine energy, <laughs> toxic masculine yeah. energy. Toxic. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, but I also feel like that's just a, um, like opportunity for the men to step up. And we would hope so. We would hope. We would hope. Yeah. We're manifesting but we all hope. Hope so prayers. <laughs> I'm part of my brother so so pops wanted to do so of course pops still in the Philippines he's like I want to do a memorial for your mom's one year okay okay so it, my brother calls me he's like Ate pop said this what do you think I'm like absolutely not <laughs> what, uh, what's your <laughs> what's the age difference between you and your brother girl just a year and a month Okay. Well, they're almost oh, twins. Okay. Irish twins. I tell, this is what I said to my <laughs> when I when I realized it, I was like, oh mom. Give my mother a break. <laughs> uh, they were really were your loved. stitches. Were, really... were your stitches even healed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the sauce. Uh, 
So yeah, so okay. we're, we're a year and a month. Everybody thought we were twins growing up. Okay. Yeah. So he's younger than me, but just a year and a month, buddy. Yeah, okay. he's he stepped up a lot. So yeah. when Pop said that he, he wanted to do this, you know, memorial for my mom, I was like, absolutely not. And my brother was like, I'll look up some catering, you know, I'll look up some halls. He's like, Ate, can you just take care of the Evite, you know? And then I told mm-hmm. him, I said, I'll make some simple, you know, centerpieces. So he really stepped up a lot. Uh, all right. Kudos to him. All right. There's yeah. hope, y'all. There really is. For them Panoli. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Small Panoli steps, boy. but they're still steps. Yes. Yes, exactly. So he's, I mean, yeah. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for my brother, too, because even getting through, like, planning the funeral and like the, all those small details, like it was so interesting. It felt like, it was like, felt like planning a wedding almost. Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. It was, it was so interesting But my brother, my brother and I did a lot of it together. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that I had him to lean on. And he, mm. he tells me all the time, he's like, thank God you're here. Mm. Thank God. What a gift to your mother to bring y'all closer. Yes, we even, we went to uh, pick out her dress that she was going to wear for her actual um, viewing. Mm-hmm. And my brother was like picking out, because her favorite color was like this periwinkle blue. So mm-hmm. like my brother was like picking out all these like, he's like, Ate, what do you think about this? This is hell ugly. And he's like, I think sometimes we discount the importance of social interaction um, and community building um, in health in general, but I think especially in times of grief, you really need it. Like it's it's an important component for healing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're part of that community. I'm with you. You know. Heck yeah, we are. Yes, glad <laughs> I'm proud about it. Uh. Okay, uh, you were talking about your mom's dress. Yes. You were <laughs> having a, a cheesy moment. Yes, we were having a, like, my brother and I were having like a really cheesy moment in uh, North Shermack. <laughs> 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 Which I told, I told my brother, I was like, mom would be so proud that we're picking her dress from North Shermack because it's on sale. <laughs> and he that was like, honor that. Yeah. We were crying in the store. We were like, oh. Like, I bet you mom is like, hmm? ano ba kayo? Yeah. Like, that's how, or that's how we heard her in our minds, at least while we were doing that. Like, like all of these little, like, it almost feels ritualistic. Like all of the things that we would do, like even like doing like the nine, de- nine day novena after she passed away, I'm doing it virtually. Um, you know, picking out her dress, like picking out the flowers, like all of these things, like they really did help us to kind of process and honor her life too Mm -hmm. um yeah I was surprised by how much it impacted me and my Mm -hmm. family during that time wow I don't know when you think of uh rosaries you always think it's like older elderly Filipinas just in in motion like they're just like a just like a routine like it's something they do but perhaps there are some implications of like good implications on mental health in, in the way of like 
Oh, like meditative. Yeah, meditative right. and like and hope giving and yeah. Yeah. So and I'm sorry if I'm kind of skipping around here. Um <laughs> I wanted to tell a story about my like in the last 24 hours of my mm. mom's life, right? So yeah. when when she knew, right? She was like, she's like, guys, this is it's time. Mm. She knew. Mm. Um you know, like we all were at her side. Um, and then overnight, I did not sleep. I like did my very, very best to stay awake with her. And my brother and I were trying to um, switch off, but my brother was like, oh, they, I cannot keep my eyes open. I have to take a nap. And my dad had already been asleep this entire time because I think his grief was just so exhausting for him. Mm -hmm. So hmm, it's on me, right? So I'm like mm. up with her and I'm just like, you know, we've got like this song playing in the background. It's, it, it was just, it's almost haunting now mm. to hear it because it was playing like literally for 24 hours. Um, but in her final moments, we were all with her and we had the priest come and do her final rites like her you know the prayer and after she passed of course like everyone was really upset including me mm -hmm. um and I just remember hearing just from the research um that when someone's passing away that they can still they still have the ability to hear so mm -hmm. It's important, you know, that you say that you continue to speak. I think it's like, wow. I don't know. I think it was like something absurd that I read like six or seven minutes after the person passes away, like the last thing to go is their hearing. And so I I just remember my brother and my dad and I like hug holding each other mm -hmm. and my dad and my brother crying and and I was like, we're we're gonna we're going to stick together. My brother was like, none of us are going to get left behind. We'll always, we'll always be there for each other because that was literally like my mom's like wish is she right. just wanted to continue to still love each other because she knew what a tough relationship my brother and I had with my dad. Mm. So for her to like leave this world and transition in peace was right. like really important. So we go from like having this like, really beautiful moment so like now they have to come and like clean her body mm -hmm. and prepare to transfer to the funeral home right and so they come in like the hospice nurses are amazing they're filipino right so we're speaking <laughs> tagalog and they're like oh at the bibs she goes by bed she would go by bibs like oh at the bibs you know like god bless you and you know you're so lucky to have lived that life that you lived and so it's me, the nurse, and the, uh, the nurse's aide, and they close the door. And I'm like, I guess I'm part of this. Mm. <laughs> Damn, that's heavy. Um, that's I, guess heavy. <laughs> I guess I'm doing this, right? So they, they undressed my mom, which was not a weird thing because my mom needed like 24-hour care mm -hmm. in her last um, few months, right? Um, so like I was like, clean up cleaning up 
everything like poop, mm-hmm. pee, like whatever. I was brushing her teeth. I was bathing her. Like I, I didn't have, take issue with that. But after she had died, I remember being in the room and they were like, oh, you know, she's leaking. Right. right. So this might be a little, this might be a little bit graphic, but like, oh, now she's leaking. We have to turn her body so that we could clean her. Right. So they asked me to hold her body as mm-hmm. they turned her while they cleaned her back and they washed her and they were so delicate with her oh, and so they sweet. were just so like loving towards me. They were like, oh. Oh, your mom's so beautiful. Um, you know, like what a gift. so lucky to have a daughter like you, like saying these things to me. Yes. And, um, and then the nurse tells me like, Oh, can you pick out an outfit for mo- for mama to wear? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, like, what do you mean? Like, what outfit? Because I'm like thinking, like, she needs to, like, this this ain't what she's gonna wear. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they're like, no, no, no. Pick out an outfit for her as if like she's leaving the house. Mm. Right? So I go and I pick out like her favorite um, top and her favorite like joggers. I even put socks on her Mm. and like a beanie because at that point she was bald, right? From the cancer treatment. So I put all this stuff on her and I'm like looking at her and it's, it's like, she's just, you know, like her, her eyes were, were open. Mm. So like, we were like, they were like struggling to like close them for her. Like the nurse was like struggling to close them for her. And um, I just remember thinking like, I don't know how many people are, are invited to this process, mm, mm-hmm. but I feel very, uh, I, I feel very lucky mm-hmm. that I get to be this person um, to do this. Cause it wasn't my, it wasn't like my dad and my brother and me, it was just me. It was like right. this special time mm-hmm. after my mom had passed and I was like helping to clean her body and dress her and, and prepare for her to be transitioned to the funeral home. What I didn't recognize in that moment was like how that whole process like beautifully haunts me. Mm. Like it's it's so traumatic to go through that experience, but in in the same in the same space of that trauma, I also like would not have changed it. Mm. Wow. And it's also very like. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I just, I, there's, I mean, all of us have mothers to parents, right? And just when you're narrating the, you know, that 24 hours, like just the feeling of doing, like just the feeling of doing that and what that means in that bond and um, how beautiful it was. You, you were with people in, the, in our same culture mm-hmm. to have spoke to you and cared for you Um and coped with you um it's just what a it's just comforted you yeah like Mm -hmm. so magical you know rather than just like piece of person tossed Mm -hmm. you know yeah i and i think like oh god sorry go ahead go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say that like this might just be like the english teacher in me but i mean like there's um I mean, like your mom was there when you were born and you were there when when she left. So it's it's almost like 
she's giving you that second gift. Yeah. She was so important to you. What a circle. Um, how dare you, Daniel? <laughs> when, uh, when my son was born, I didn't want anyone in the room mm. um, because I have a bleeding disorder and I was so afraid of my mom experiencing trauma from watching her baby potentially bleed to death I didn't want my mom to I didn't want my mom to be in the room to witness the birth of my child I I never said it to her Mm. out loud in that way I feel like we just kind of had an understanding um I was in labor for three days wow so and and she came and this woman just she brought her rosary and she was praying the novena outside the door right um but just just feeling so grateful to to have this experience because not everybody gets to say goodbye not everybody Mm -hmm. gets to process it in this way um, and not, and, and, and I, I know this when I talk with like my non-Filipino colleagues, friends, and family, right? Like, they're like, that is intense, Allie. Like, that's a lot. Um, even like having hospice being done at home is a lot for some people. Some people, you know, they have their, their loved one be in a home specifically for hospice, mm-hmm. right? Not in their own home. So not to not die in their own homes, but that was like a really important thing for my mom and we wanted to honor that, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, it's a, it feels like a blessing, but I also recognize like, even if it is a blessing, I'm still healing and unpacking the trauma mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. Wow. I'm learning like trauma is really complex. You know, I mean, we say it on Instagram posts all the time, but like, you know, stories really color what that means, what that is. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing this with us and for being so open and, and willing to have this conversation with us. I'm, I'm grateful that you were open to have this conversation and to, to have the ability to honor my mom and her story through this conversation and, and to three other baddies in my community. It's a, it's meaningful, you know, um, I, I know that we talk a lot about like you know, creating space for important dialogue in our community, but it, it is hella hard. Like, even mm-hmm. if you have the best intentions or even if right. you, you know, even if you try to create the space, it doesn't mean that everybody comes to the table willingly, yeah. you know? Like, it's, so it's painful. It's really painful. So 
Yeah, I, I'm also in this space in my life where I am, I'm considering even, you know, shifting in my career, like, like, death is such an important part of our lives, like, none of us are getting out of here alive, everyone Mm -hmm. is going to eventually face that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm learning more and more that like, culturally, Americans, we we don't talk about it. Um, It's like probably one of the most taboo parts of our society. Mm -hmm. Um, In other cultures, they really embrace and have conversations about it and like I don't know if it makes it any any less painful right to somebody um or to face it or or to to be faced with even understanding your own death I think about my mom um and her acceptance of that Mm. like even if it's not shared out loud like you know you just I, I think about what she, what process she had to go through to be at peace with knowing that like she was gonna transition into it because I I always use the word transition because like I still feel her mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. I feel her like I don't know I feel like a babylon energy like right I I feel very guided by our ancestors anyway. Right. But yeah, like I, I don't know. I just, and it's not like I feel like, oh, nothing bad will happen to me, but I just feel comforted in knowing that Mm -hmm. I have somebody on the other side that's like guiding me. Like you can feel very, very lost. Like I, 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 my prayers are always like, mom, you know, continue to protect me, but please, can you please talk to daddy? Please talk to cops. <laughs> Your man is acting up. <laughs> I love that. Like, like, I just, at the cemetery, and I was like, Mom, uh, Pops is about to be home. I don't know what to do. Can you just please yeah. talk to your husband? Because, yeah, like we're we're in this interesting space now where I'm like, are we going to stay here? Like, my dad's not even here. Mm. Are we gonna? You come back to Vegas? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we still have like four years to find out. <laughs> I know. Okay, let's see. We're on a four-year rotation. Yeah. <laughs> We're staying here because uh, Tristan's in middle school, right? So he's in seventh grade. I'm like, okay, we got one more year before we can maybe back yeah. to Vegas. I don't know what, like. I don't, and I don't know if this is also because, like, I know I'm about to turn forty, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know, Nicole. So tell me what's up. Is it is it a thing? Um, like, I don't know. <laughs> is it a transition thing? Like, I, like, I'm like I think I, it's different for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. I I did feel a type of way about turning forty, for sure. But. Yeah. There's yeah. no roadmap, y'all. There's no roadmap, but I'm glad you've got a therapist. Yes. <laughs> and that you're going to couples therapy and that you as a family went yeah. to yeah, bereavement. Did a did a session? 
Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Yeah, we did we did an art therapy session as a family, but my son did like a whole like six months of like yeah. art therapy. Thank God, like we had something, but I um, I'm still fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, for sure. That's that's like for the rest of our lives, right? To yeah. get to unpack. And the important thing too, when you're doing the inner work is, uh, mm -hmm. is your reduction of harm, you know, mm -hmm. on, on mm -hmm. projection. So, um, the community thanks you mm -hmm. on behalf of <laughs> the community. Um, I, I want to, uh, really highlight the point of how, you know, our cultural right now, especially as Americans, um, really promotes feeling infinite and, um, and that, in our Filipino culture, we understand too that there's finite moments, like a finite mm -hmm. moments of, especially with the afterlife and the normative uh, part that ancestors are um, ever existing among us, watching us sin through time. Oh. <laughs> but I'm so I really appreciate that 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 point um, because yeah, I mean, sometimes me and my iPhone we get an infinite together forever, um, and that's not always the case. So hear that yeah yeah um, I, I appreciate you for sharing and for and for just being allowing me to be so vulnerable um that that those so vulnerability is i think an interesting concept in mm -hmm. our culture too mm -hmm. like certain types of vulnerability is yeah acceptable yeah certain and types. others is not Right. Like, I would say even for a Taurus. Right. I would say. That's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. That's so it's it's interesting. Like I know and I don't I don't blame people at all for not wanting to like follow continue following me or for muting me on like Instagram because I am in grief, right? And so some mm -hmm. of the stuff that I, I'm sharing can be triggering from them for them, right? Um but it's also interesting, like, for for the few people that did do that, I got a hell of more people telling me, like, thank you for being so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. and, like, oh, my auntie's going through this. Oh, my sister's going through mm -hmm. this. Like, this, mm -hmm. your, your sharing this with me is, is helpful. Um, I think one time I even posted, because I was just getting tired of people asking me like how are you how are you I'm like, I'm not, fucking good. I'm not okay it's loaded yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's totally loaded. answer to you yeah <laughs> so then I posted like just like this thing of like top five things to say to somebody who is grieving that was a good mm -hmm. post mm -hmm. I'm a fan that was a good one it's just like even like sending a heart emoji or just saying I love you right I'm thinking about you like so much more helpful than like, how are you? I'm I'm not doing good. I'm literally missing a piece of me. Like I I have lost mm -hmm. someone who I would consider a love of my life. Mm -hmm. The person who literally gave me life. Like I'll never be okay. Mm -hmm. That that will never be okay with me. At the same time, I recognize that this is an important, you know this is an important transition that I'm experiencing and coping with this loss. And just because I'm suffering from this grief does not mean at all that I can't experience joy and happiness in my life too. 
Like, awesome. That's a, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. Even Just though spectrum I, of emotions. Can still be, I can still be, you know, joking and talking shit and all of yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. You know, and still be kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. Those things can exist at the same time for sure. Mm-hmm containing multitudes multitudes <laughs> the intersections of the emotions everything everywhere all at once hey. absolutely stuff and watch the movie was hot hot dog fingers <laughs> and googly eyes yes right um before we hit the racks i know this is this could contain a whole other episode but sure can um but you know <laughs> we want maybe a spoiler or two uh tell us about your recent trip to the philippines and uh what was that well you had touched upon connecting mm-hmm. family but just was it transformative was it re you know grounding um yeah very grounding um and in a lot of ways I was so um taken aback by my by my son's like cultural awakening like oh mm. I'm, I'm Filipino <laughs> oh look at me oh, I'm I'm Filipino um and and I say that because like when I mean obviously you know he identifies like he understands a little bit of Tagalog like culturally he identifies as Filipino American but being in the Philippines I think especially being at this age 12 Mm -hmm. um you know he had different interactions than he did from the last time that we were there the last time we were there I think he was like maybe seven Mm -hmm. eight um and so yeah like being there and kind of experiencing um through his eyes um was pretty amazing he was even trying to get he was trying to convince me to let him come home with pops at the end of the summer he's like oh <laughs> uh-oh to, to yeah. <laughs> please yeah and i'm like hell no it's not gonna happen <laughs> Can, but, can you imagine that too too much too much man for one two time. two <laughs> two single dudes I know. <laughs> i'm not gonna let you bro it up with your grandpa here no yeah. way man <laughs> uh, but yeah like he he but he had such an amazing time like just you know being there and soaking it all in and um he even told me he's like mom when we get home can you speak to me more in tagalog i'm like oh what a win what a yeah. win yeah like like he's like on his first day of school he like we so we went to sm right and like along, and like his first day of school he's wearing his Filipinas t-shirt like oh, cute he's like he's like in it he's he's like an intro, he's at an intro course at san francisco state <laughs> <laughs> that is that is adorable yeah. he's I'm like he's about that. to go to like a spoken word post. oh no oh He's, I'm here for he's, he's there he's there now and like even like when it's filipino american history month he's like mom are you you know you said you're gonna teach me how to make sinigang and then mm-hmm. i taught, taught him how to make adobo like so like, being in the philippines was like a like a really big deal for him i think because of his age especially mm-hmm. um but yeah Wonderful. seeing our family it was it was really really grounding and just um you know reconnecting with with my right. own family too with my mm-hmm. husband um after you know so many years of like, grief because even though someone you know, like yes there there's a day when that person dies and you grieve that death 
but you also grieve them before they even pass away when you know that right. you know, yes right absolutely that they're suffering right so I mean from the day that my mom got her first diagnosis I was already grieving so mm-hmm. it's been years and years and years kind of building so being able to just kind of you know reconnect with my husband and be in that space like that was cool and also seeing my <laughs> seeing my dad in his natural element uh, oh, it shit. is <laughs> It's a thing. I was, it's a I thing. was like, oh my God. I don't remember the last time I saw my dad laugh. Mm. You know, like so seeing that was really beautiful. And yeah, I even I organized a fundraiser when I got back because yeah. I just that there was a bunch of kids that were just like hanging around the town. I'm like, where the where are these kids? Why are they not in school? Mm. So I put up a fundraiser. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so we actually were able to, well, I found out that the reason why a lot of people, a lot of the kids cannot go to school is because they don't have a uniform. Uniforms are mandatory um, for schools in the Philippines. And so I was like, well, let's see if we can get some kids uniforms. So I think like in total, I think there were 300 students who were able to go to school um, because we were able to give uniforms. So thank you to everybody that donated. Right. Is it ongoing? It's not... (laughs) That's a very good question, Nicole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we could do a whole nother podcast of like Ooh. how to uh, unpack dynamics of Filipino and trend transactions. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like there was like people were having meetings on my behalf. Uh, oh, oh no. Okay. I'm like, uh, excuse me. Uh, right uh, and they were like oh your your foundation is wonderful I'm like I don't got a foundation I got foundation in my bag I don't got a foundation (laughs) wow the layers of being helpful are you know they can be definitely escalate the the Filipino level like uh, it turns into an MLM all of a sudden they (laughs) they, like made this banner of like no save the bunnies (laughs) Yeah. Save exactly. for more uniforms. Jean, uh, you already know, girl. I was like, like we will have a part two. Well, I mean, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be a recurring. Yeah. Don't worry. Conversation. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was it was like it became this thing that I had hoped that it would not be. At the end of the day, I told I told my aunt who was helping me a lot with this. I said, at the end of the day, these these kids got to go to school. That was the purpose of this fundraiser. Mm-hmm. I'm happy about that. Period. All the other noise that was created, I'm gonna just have to let that go because yeah. it was a lot. Like I told the principal of the school, like I want to have a meeting with you, and and she ended up calling like a bunch of other people into the meeting at the same time. Like, wow. Yeah, they had like this whole ceremony, which I don't oh, know. No, you know, but like I apparently this is how they do things there. Like I had to sign forms that that was basically saying that like I was raising the money on my own accord to you know giving the money voluntarily which I'm like yeah like I get it like I'll do all those things but like they literally like they they took a picture from like my husband's Instagram of me and put it on that was like from like 2016 and they put it on this Uh, banner this you know this this is i reference this to like catholic culture in in um kind of revering a sainthood mm. by having a physical mm-hmm. um piece 
So, um, okay. Hey, you, you know, St. Allie. Hey, Santa Allie. No, thank you for sharing. We're going to make stickers. Not me, baby. Not me. I'm going to, I'm going to go 10, 20 years back to find a photo though. It's wild, right? Like it's wild because it's not something you predicted. Um, but definitely, the reality of it happening in our culture uh when you know it's festive we love we love a party of sorts mm-hmm. so um yeah. yeah but also like there's go ahead i was just gonna say there's simpler ways to just say thank you uh, simple do our people simple. know that mm-hmm. <laughs> right the art's all day. Yeah. Uh, let's hit our racks. Allie, what's good? What's the top three? My top three. My top three. Um, I would say so. My first one is tapping. Are you all familiar with yes. tapping? Yes. Yeah. So the the idea is that you you tap on certain pressure points on your face. Oh, okay. And um, your wrists and your hands. So. Yeah, so I, I've been suffering from anxiety um, since postpartum depression. And so I, uh, I I love to do my tapping and I found this really awesome um, tapping, um, I guess I call her a tapping instructor on Instagram and I like follow her for her tips. Okay. Share it with us. Yeah. I can send you the-, the Yes, the, please yes. do. Because um, she's super dope. Um, my second one would be, um, if you're not already doing this, uh, uh, apple cider vinegar and lemon with hot water Ooh. helps with digestion okay. in another way. And my my grief has really like it like brought up a lot of like digestive stuff for me. So I've been trying to refocus my energy to you know do some healing internally and with my gut. I love that. Body keeping the score. Yeah. Yes, the body keeps the score. It sure does. Yeah. <laughs> that is right. And then my last thing would be, um, I haven't got my nails done in hell long. I can't even remember. <laughs> and it started at the pandemic. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I can't go to the nail shop, whatever. I'm a tourist. What am I going to do? So this is what I've been doing that I've been recommending to everybody. Just paint your nails with a sparkly nail polish. Cause you don't have to worry if you go outside the lines it's just okay and, I love that. yeah just a, like a sparkly like and i really mean like a like a super spark you know how like it was um it was uso to do like like one party nail yeah yeah like, you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's like yeah it's like all like yeah red and then or pink and then like one party nail usually yeah. your ring finger like yeah. no all party nails, baby. Ooh, yeah. okay. I'm here yeah. for it. I feel like this would be a great, also, con- a future conversation with Dr. Winkleman. Mm-hmm. We- Debbie <laughs> loves to do nails. Nails. Tessa yeah. <laughs> would love it. She's all about her nails. That's right. She is, and she's good at it. Oh, thank you so much for your Rex. Uh, it's it's that time of the year. Get your uh, vaccines right now. Your flu vaccine, your COVID sure vaccine. Is. Um, I got mine today and both of my arms feel hella swole. <laughs> I could like, like this hurts me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. his, his hands on his head. Sorry, I was yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, but get them now, please. Don't get sick. Um, number two. Um, so when we went with, when Nicole and I went with uh, Mom, Mama Batty, 
uh, to Costco. Um, I got I got myself some snacks too, and I got these cashew clusters. Um, they're so good. Like they're I think like the the, the cashew pumpkin seed, and they're mm-hmm. like in little cubes. They're hella good. Um, I think there's only like I don't know like four more four more little cubes <laughs> in my bag. <laughs> I've been I've been uh, like I was I was eating a lot of of the cashew clusters and like within like just these past two days since the week of like <laughs> purchasing it I was just like okay we got a ration until we go to Costco again um, I did go to Costco today um, with just that, that that one thing on my list of course I came out with like five other things sure, but I got sure. more cashew clusters and I used my gift card that I didn't get to use oh <laughs> nice. what a win um yeah so I'm super excited about that and then lastly this is um I was I I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks because uh I've just not been getting into like reading physically mm. um I just I I don't know it might just be part of like just like my my tower moment um but I started listening to this book called A Theory of Everything Else. At first, I was just like, is this some kind of conspiracy shit? <laughs> um, turns out it kind of is. Um, it's just like a list of like the weird theories and coincidences that have happened in life. Like I'm trying to think of one of them. Um, like there's a number in that's very specific to like physics. I think it's like 137. Mm-hmm. And like that number like shows up everywhere in science. Um, and then there's also another thing about like Ringo Starr being exercised by his grandmother. And that's why he plays so well. Oh, damn. What? It's like, it's weird <laughs> shit. Um, and it's on audiobook too. And like the, the, I think the author is the person reading it. So you can, you could, you could have like, he has that, like that, like comedic, but also okay. kind of just like. Like he's funny about like all that other stuff, but um, uh, if you have like Libby, um, like the library app, like it's it mm-hmm. should be available on there. Hopefully, your library has it. But like, I thought it was gonna be long. It was about like three hundred ninety pages. I listened to it in two days. Oh, okay, wow, it's that's it's a lot re- of theories. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it just goes by super super fast, and it's it's like it's casual. It's a casual book rather than like let's get into some like data and like stuff mm. so it's like it's really really a fun like, it's read. for it's a fun read yeah um but yeah those are my recs nicole cool um so i started watching moon girl and devil dinosaur on um disney plus uh y'all gotta watch it because it's about this 13 year old named uh lunella lafayette and she lives in new york and she's so smart um and she has this dinosaur that came through a machine that she made. She's a genius. Oh, wow. A it genius. sounds like a STEM cartoon. Um, it's a STEM cartoon. <laughs> it's all and uh Lunella is is um so amazing and roller skates. Her family has a has a rank. Um and it's like very black also. Okay. And pretty queer. So ooh, y'all gotta ooh. watch it. And ooh. the um soundtrack is pretty cool it might make me gay you're already gay (laughs) (laughs) um my second rec is the stick with chicken food truck oh my gosh so uh they specialize in laos sticky rice and um 
baked chicken and Mm -hmm. a spicy sauce. So I saw them. um, They have a very cute logo. It's like three chickens of there's like a white one I think a yellow one and a brown one I was like oh my god that's me Heather and our friend Ashley (laughs) (laughs) but I saw them when we were going up to the other Nellis auction site (laughs) up in North Town and so they're usually up there but I um I saw them at Valley Hospital which is pretty close Mm -hmm. to to where I'm at so um I was really lucky (laughs) Because I, I don't really go up to Northtown and that's where they're usually at. Um, and they're so cool and so nice. And I think we're going to have to exchange stickers with them next yeah. time. Yeah, we got we to see them. Yeah. Um, my third recommendation is the Multicultural Collective at Nevada State University. Um, it is located in room 110 of the Dawson building. Mm-hmm. If you know where that's at on that campus, it's like not on the main campus. Yeah. Um, but so it is it's a building it's a community uh or i guess it's a collective um that's hosted by the office of community equity diversity and inclusion um it's also home to pretty cool resources like a library they have a a big digital library and a smaller physical library so if you've got Mm -hmm. some cool radical books to donate Mm -hmm. i suggest donating them there um they've got workshops and mixers it's a good time we kind of know the people that work yeah. there. You know, just shout out to those people. nepotism. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> we go way back. Uh, my three recs: Full House Barbecue, great hospitality, mm-hmm. great service, mm-hmm. great people, mm-hmm. and even better mm-hmm. food, which you'll probably hear more it's about. Pretty good. Yeah, so good. Fire Hollows. Yes. Yes. I sent pictures to my mom, and she's like. Danielle, if I go there, can we go there? <laughs> it's a great place for your mothers. Yeah. Um, second one, it was the pasta lubung that uh, Nicole gave us, which is Bucky's <laughs> Beaver Twist. It's a, um, what do you call those? They're, bug- they're chocolate-covered bugles. Chocolate-covered bugles. Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> oh! only... They're yeah. hella good. They're really good. It's a good salt and sweet situation. So um, they're my breakfast on Monday. <laughs> No shame. And lastly, you know, with the aces of winning, I really recommend y'all watch the YouTube their YouTube channel All In. Uh, I just think that uh, backstories, I love backstories of anyone I admire. So it just really humanizes um, uh, the greats. Yeah, the, the great uh, path forward to success because that shit's actually really ugly. Uh, we always see the end product of some what somebody had to go through. So shout out to that. Yeah. Well, we'd like to thank our guest today. Words from the get from the host to our guests. Thank you, Allie, for being here. We'll thank meet you. up again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully in person. Right. We're one way or the other. We can make that happen. We can make that happen. Time to get in the cars to Sacramento. We can Ooh. do it. No, no, no. Don't come to Sac. I'll come to you. Okay. <laughs> I, I, it would be a fun trip if we went it up. It would be really funny. We'll do a home a hometown trip. We have a bucket list of trips we need to get. You really do. Wait, Wait if we're going. Baleo. Okay. We'll go to Six Flags. <laughs> no, Wait, I almost lost if... my glasses there. If we're go doing ahead. a hometown trip, are we also going up to Kodiak, Alaska? Oh, oh my yeah, King. Oh, yeah. We can, can do it. I've got a Subaru. We can do it. We yeah. <laughs> we'll make it. Um. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a serendipitous friendship. 
Uh, you've been such yeah. a huge supporter of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we felt it. Uh, mm-hmm. And thank you for letting us be part of the family experience mm-hmm. of hearing these, your story, these stories, um, the stories that matter within our community, all front facing of, or like all faces of it. Daniel? Um, thank you so much, Allie, for um, for sharing us your story, sharing us uh, your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and do know, and you know this, um, like we're here for you. Sorry, Paul. Sorry, Paul. Oh, rude. <laughs> Did you just fault me? Oh, hell no. Daniel's gonna do one. <laughs> Also, thank you to uh Dr. Mark Pudding Pat uh, for yeah getting you in there and um you did important work at UNLP. You had a beloved class. The rumors have been had had gotten into my thank you mark and um constancio remind me all the time they're like like you're still part of the department when you're again i mean i i taught for three semesters and then when my mom got sick again i had to take a break but they still remind me all the time we're ready for you when you want oh my gosh such that's so sweet i love them so much and yes big shout out to them thank Big thanks to Dr. Mark Padumpat for introducing me to all of you and, and the podcast um, and the amazing work that you three do. It really is such meaningful work, and I hope that you all are reminded of that. Thank you, Allie. Well, this is Jean. This is Daniel. This is Nicole. And this is Allie. And this is a Panay podcast to magically grieve our maybe disappointed loved ones. Yeah. <laughs>